Wonder Soul. Wonder Soul. Wonder Soul. If you have an idea that you genuinely think is good, don't let some idiot talk you out of it. Now, that doesn't mean that every wild notion you come up with is gonna be genius, but if there is something that you feel is good, something you want to do, something that means something to you, try to do it. Because I think you can only do your best work if you're doing what you want to do and if you're doing it the way you think it should be done. And if you can take pride in it after you've done it, no matter what it is, you can look at it and say, I did that and I think it's pretty damn good. That's a great feeling. That's crazy, man. You said that you've been doing this for three years, though. Yeah, three years, three years, and I mean, I not you know not just like drawing because I've been drawing my entire life, but as far as like going out there publicly with my stuff, yeah, about three years. Um, wow, it's it's been oh, it's been a wild ride. I've experienced a lot of things that you know were kind of new to me, like people telling me that, um, "Wow, your artist." so great and blah 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 like i mean my entire life i've had people tell me you know yeah you're very talented you're a very talented young man but it's like i've never had somebody be like i checked out your stuff and your stuff is so great i didn't know how to handle it this was so weird this is so weird but it was so cool so three years and i'm still growing i'm still i still have a lot of room for growth now um when do you remember getting into drawing i mean i, I know you said that like you you were drawing growing up as a kid in school and stuff like that what what was your biggest like inspiration growing up to get into drawing of like all the art styles that you could pick well if i had to pick the biggest factor for why i got into drawing oh it's gonna sound so weird but sonic the hedgehog was the reason i got into drawing because really yeah, I know, right? That's weird. I mean, I'm a, <laughs> I grew up as an anime nerd, but for a brief period of my life, and I mean, still even kind of now, I was a huge Sonic fan, almost as much, if not more, than I was into anime. And wow, you know, nice. Technically, nice. Sonic is anime because like, it's Japanese, and it's had animes over the over the years. But like, I started out by drawing characters from Sonic Mega Collection Plus. And remember when I was on the PS2 and the GameCube, I, they had that like gallery thing. And I would, me and my brother, we would take like copy paper from my mom's office and draw up against the the, the TV <laughs> and try to do that. And eventually, instead of tracing, I tried to draw on my own. I made my own Sonic characters and everything. And then I started trying to do like characters that weren't like animals, try to draw like human-like characters. And I started with, you know, taking, getting my dad to buy me a sketchbook and I would draw and I would show him stuff. And this was when I was in like third or fourth grade. It was weird. <laughs> it was crazy. Well, 
Let me. I gotta ask you now that you brought up Sonic, man, and it's not really off topic. But are you, you know, Sonic the movie is coming out this week as we record this. Uh, are you nervous, excited? Uh, are you indifferent? Like, what is your feeling on that movie right now? I was nervous about it because you know the whole controversy with the weird realistic hedgehog looking sonic but then uh, paramount listened to the fans and that's one of the best things you can do as a creator is you know listen to fan feedback and they listened and they changed sonic i don't know if they did that on purpose or Mm. whatnot but i mean they changed him anyways and it looks really good so far it looks promising so as a fan i want to give it a chance i still have criticisms that, but that's what you do as a fan of anything, really. You can have criticism about it, but I'm still gonna watch it. Yeah, me too. <laughs> like I always I, have been, because I'm a Sonic. I, I gotta um, check it out. I mean, I, I'll tell you this. So I'm not really a big fan on taking CGI characters or animated characters and putting them in the real world. You know, that's not really my take on what I would have done with that story and character. I, I almost would have preferred if it was a Sonic, like really big budget animated CGI film in Sonic's world. Like that would have been pretty cool. Um, but I think Jim Carrey is going to be hilarious, man. Uh, I think he's going to be just uh, so fun to watch. And I actually like the voice actor for Sonic and, and, and kind of what the, the direction for his character in that movie. He's a goofball, you know, just yeah. very hyper, just kind of running around, just, you know, cracking jokes and stuff like that. I don't know how true that is to what people uh, expect and who are yeah. fans of Sonic like you. Like when you saw the trailers, did you like what you saw of that character and what they're doing with him in the movie besides yeah. his look? Yeah, um, the voice actor is actually kind of what stood out to me because uh, growing up, you know, as a 90s kid, kind of, sort of, I was more in 97, but I mean, I can still remember things. But like uh, Sonic, the Ryan Drummond, the um, 90s voice actor for Sonic, like the late 90s from Sonic Adventures 1, 2, Sonic Heroes, um, he, that the voice actor for this Sonic kind of reminds me of him when you think about it, because... I don't know if that was done on purpose as well to, you know, to, well, I, don't, I haven't really seen anybody point it out or anything, but that his voice kind of sounds like that Dreamcast era Sonic in that oh. GameCube era Sonic. I, I didn't think about it until, you know, I watched the trailer a couple times. I was like, man, he kind of sounds like Ryan German. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> is, is that a good thing? Is that a good thing or a bad thing or just, yeah, oh, that's just something you picked up on? Well, the voice acting for those games wasn't the best, but it, for nostalgia <laughs> reasons, that's a good thing. It's definitely yeah. a good thing. Definitely. Um, well, so we'll, we'll move on from Sonic, but since we're on the topic uh, and we just talked about the movie, <laughs> uh, what, what's your favorite Sonic game and what is the Sonic game that you recommend most to people? Oh, God. Okay. So the, my people are going to hate this, but my favorite Sonic <laughs> games, I have to Sonic Heroes because it was one of the first Sonic games that I played besides Mega Collection and Sonic and the Black Knight and only because I like the character designs I like the soundtrack and Excalibur Sonic is a great form I don't care what anybody says and that's the reason why I like to draw swords so much in my series (laughs) really is that is that really where that came from that's cool dude yeah um you know because I mean when I first came up with core like uh, core i came up with core actually a lot later in life um uh i was on a on a video with uh mastermind comic shout out to him he's pretty cool too 
Um, you know, he asked me how did I get into the idea of core or when did I start? I started core when I was in like sixth grade um, or so, and you know, more things started to influence it really. But yeah, Sonic was one of the big factors for me uh, drawing swords, or Sonic and the Black Knight was, because I was like, man, all these characters have cool swords. Like, Shadow has a sword in the game where you can unlock his made of lava, and I was like, man, that's really Whoa. cool. <laughs> Holy crap. <laughs> yeah. I mean, swords and anime kind of go hand in hand anyways, but it, like, Sonic and swords goes better than I thought. And I was I was really surprised. So I was like, man, I want to draw like really cool swords or whatever. But I mean, like a bigger inspiration, I guess you could say swords even more than that was a uh, bleach. I guess. Hmm. Okay. Classic. Classic. I love bleach. Bleach is like, I guess you could say it's my favorite anime slash manga series. Um, Yu Yu Hakusho also being up there too. Oh, well. nice. That's a good pick. So, yeah, those were really big inspirations for me. So, um, yeah, those are, there was a lot of inspiration behind that uh, for me coming up with the basic ideas behind Core. But I was like really young, so I tweaked a lot of things and started, you know, once I started having a bigger imagination, I guess you could say, which is ironic because kids, <laughs> kids have bigger imaginations than most adults. But like, as I got older, I was able to, instead of like, oh, I'm inspired by this, I want to do this and this and that, or fan characters or whatever, I was like, man, what if what if my characters did this and this and that? Like, what if, what if a Nephilim was able to fight against, you know, beings that could destroy planets? Like, characters in Core are able to destroy planets if they wanted to. And I was like, but what if, like, a guy who didn't know he could do that fought against beings that knows that he could do that, but he's figuring that out like later on in life. Like, well, let, let's, let's, let's come up with these ideas. So from there, I was like, okay, I don't want it to be like Dragon Ball Z or like Bleach or whatever. They're destroying like entire countries and planets. <laughs> yeah. I wanted to start out small. Like I wanted, I wanted to develop the characters in some ways to the way they get to that point. They weren't always able to, to you know, do that. Because I mean, if you think about it in Dragon Ball, I mean, Piccolo can blow up the moon master roshi can blow up the moon i think they did i think they both did yeah there's some weird thing like uh where they kind of retcon stuff it, uh, as far as that part in the the series because i was playing dragon ball z kakarot and uh somebody pointed that out to me that piccolo blows up the moon but didn't master roshi blow, blow up the moon and it's just like ah, i don't even know man akira toriyama he almost forgets <laughs> you know <laughs> so much that's kind of like a running joke with dragon ball uh, but yeah, I know like when you're dealing with power levels like that, um, it can get a little tricky. It, it really can. Now with the whole concept of core, and I want you to explain that to people, uh, uh, the story and just everything in more detail in a moment. But when you're, when you were coming up with it, uh, you said your inspirations, you know, tailed into different properties and different, you know, already established, uh, stories and stuff like that. But when you're, when you're thinking about your story, um, is it, do you think you have it all figured out or is it just like, here are some key pieces and, and let's work around that. Uh, how has that worked out for you as far so as my, coming up with the story and stuff? Yeah. So my, um, my key process, I guess you could say it cause my brain is really weird. I don't write things here to Yama and, and Oda in a way. Well, Oda actually planned out his entire series, but 
like he does change things along the way figure that out mm-hmm. but mostly Kirtoyama and like i guess you could say uh hiragaki araki does the same thing if you like jojo's bizarre adventure yes but like <laughs> who doesn't <laughs> um but like how i do it is i come up with key events i come up with the the key concept of the story um and then i plan it around that and i pick figure out like big key things that i want and then along the way i plan out how like i want the things to go even if i tweak it later because like how core is gonna end now is no way near like nowhere near how it's gonna uh how like it was gonna end back then i was gonna have this whole like huge thing that was gonna happen but like i want my ending to not like not really piss people off but like leave them wanting more we're like really oh my god i hope there's a sequel series or like a like a spin-off series because that's how i want it but like um i'm not gonna spoil anything but i come up with the war i came up with the war between the angels and the demons and the nephilim being created from uh the colliding wills of michael the archangel and akuma the demon god that was like something i came up with like as soon as i started coming up with the final version of core like right before i was about to start putting it out and then along the way i was just kind of like okay i want this to happen and this to happen and this to happen but as soon as i get to that chapter i'm like no wait no wait what if i did this and it's so much cooler than i thought because it's like that idea was cool but this this looks better (laughs) (laughs) and i get so excited because it's like I understand why Akira Toyama does the things that he does, and I do forget a lot of things along the way, you know, that I was going to plan, and I remember them later on, and I figure out a way to, like, I don't retcon my series, but, like, a lot of the things that I was going to do with Core that I forgot about, I bring them back in the series somehow, like, I wasn't I wasn't going to be in Core, you know, um, this year, because, you know, I put myself in Core, but I was never going to be a main character, and I forgot about it for, like, two years, and I was like, wait a minute, that's right. Like me and like half my family is supposed to be in this world, so I ended up putting my dad and my brother and myself in there. Oh, nice! That's cool, dude. Yeah, I, I was. It, it's it's just weird because the one thing that made me realize that I was gonna do that is I watched a lot. Of, I watch a lot of Marvel movies and Stanley puts himself in movies a lot. <laughs> yeah, he's kind of <laughs> like one of the watchers. Yeah. 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 I was like, man, this this is uh this is this is something that I need to stop doing really. But <laughs> at the same time, it makes it even better because when you realize that you're gonna do something so cool and so significant for your series and you forgot about it, but now you remember it, you're like, whoa, that's right. I'm gonna do this, 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 and that. But wait, I gotta change it. I gotta change it, I'm gonna do this and this and that. But it's it's so chaotic coming up with ideas for core because it's like I know what I wanna do, but then later on I change them and then I forget and then I remember them and then I put them back on there. So it's like uh Yeah. It's a weird process. Well, uh, referring to that process, um, one thing that I find that's very interesting is like for example, you have somebody like JK Rowling that I think the rumor was, I don't know if this is true, anybody can correct me if they want, but basically that she wrote like the last page or the ending of Harry Potter and she had that ending already thought out. And basically at that point, I think she was just like trying to connect all the dots to get there. Now, okay, with writing, that's one thing. With you drawing and telling a story, how how is that, you know, because it's one thing to have the idea to have the story in your head, but how do you choose how to like to present that, especially since you're working within such a visual medium, 
you know? Well, that's kind of a hard question because it's <laughs> like, <laughs> if you plan out your whole series and you know how you go, like, I don't know, it really just depends on the vision that you have for it because it's like the way that I see things in my head, they can end up being completely different when I put it down on paper. And I know it's different for writing because writing is more like interpretation of how you see things. But it's like, when you draw it, if it doesn't make sense with the overall plot, it can kind of mess up things unless you retcon it. And even, you know, retcons aren't like, you know, a shortcut. For some people, they think it they think it's a shortcut, but it's not really. But, you know, how it's inter for writing, it's interpretation, you know, so it's, it doesn't really mess up anything unless you pay right. like high detail to it, like Lord of the Rings or, or Harry Potter or whatever. With comics and manga, it's kind of like, it has to make sense unless your story is literally just meant to not make sense like fully coolly doesn't make sense to me but I, <laughs> I, I i freaking love it but you know it's 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 a lot harder uh, i figured that out the hard way because there were things that, uh, when i came up with core i was like okay i have to read this entire page because if i don't then that won't make sense or i'll have the cha the chapter planned out and i'm working on it that month and i'm like Ah, the way that this looks doesn't really match up with what they're talking about. So I got to change that too. So it's a lot of like rinsing and repeating in your brain of mm. that same process. Like, okay, here's the plot. Here's what's supposed to happen. I got to draw it this way. Ah, uh, damn it. No. Okay. Look, <laughs> restart, reset. I mean, I'm not like I'm not I'm not you know an Ichiro Oda. I don't I don't you know really know visually how it's going to look before I put it on the paper. I know how I want it to look, but how it looks when it's actually done is completely different from what I saw in my head. Like you you are you, you caught up on core right? So so that was something I was going to bring up. So I I haven't had a chance to record, but mm -hmm. before we started recording. I purchased it on Amazon. So it will be here Friday. And uh, yeah, I just wanted to let you know that I've been following and, and ever since we met up and uh, I, I just was like, oh, dude, I wanted to sit down and catch up and everything before we talked in this episode. Mm -hmm. But then it just, it, it, it didn't happen. And then I was like, you know what? Let me go ahead and get this. And so it'll be here Friday and I will definitely give you my feedback and we can geek out about the story because i'm sure i'm gonna want to know some things i'm gonna be like hey man we gotta sit down and talk all right yeah. explain <laughs> this yeah yeah so um so yeah i just want to make sure that i let you know that yeah it's on the way and i'm gonna leave a link in the description of this episode so i, I definitely encourage everyone who's listening to go check out core it's available on amazon and plenty of other places and we'll get into that in this episode but so i'm not yeah, caught you, up you can, yeah um, check that out on serenovacomics.com by the way uh i want to shout them out there they're helping me really push myself on this platform and they're giving me a place to be so i want to thank them so y'all can check them out on there um definitely definitely do that because there's other really great creators so i just wanted to give them a really quick shout out because they're really cool and they're really involved with their creators and they've you know, I've been doing core by myself for a long time, but when I met Sierra Nova Comics, they've they've been involved with my series almost as much as I have. Like that's that's crazy to say that. Um, but when you read core, <laughs> the <laughs> chapters that you need to pay attention to the most. Right. I got my pen ready. Go ahead. 
chapters six, seven, eight. Six, seven, eight. Okay. Six, seven, and eight, and ten. Because I just put out ten online. Ten will not be in volume. Ten will be in volume two. Okay. Um, okay. But um, read if you read it online, you'll be able to read ten. So six, seven, eight, and ten. The way that those chapters turned out are completely different from how I envisioned them in my head. And they're a lot shorter, too, because I was going to uh, chapter seven is 30 pages long. I was going to make it like 80, 80, 80 or, or 80 or 70. <laughs> but it, it ended up being like 30 pages. Uh, chapter six, the ending completely different. Chapter seven. Oh, my God. Chapter seven and eight. Dear God. They're intense. Yeah. Um, chapter seven. You know, like I said, it was 30 pages. It it just. Oh, God, that, that chapter took a toll on me. But it, it, it turned out really well. Chapter 8, the fight scene in there, because Chapter eight's mostly really just like a fight scene, kind of like a growth fight scene, you know, where characters go through some, uh, a big change. But like how that happened, it the way it, it, I wanted it to go isn't exactly how I really wanted it to. But it, 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 it turned out a lot better than I thought, and I, li- I like it a lot. And it's in color, too, so. Ooh, nice. Now the physical copies, it won't be in color. Online, it'll be in color. I don't know what's wrong with Amazon. They don't. The color books, they they have a weird thing about that. But you get a better experience when you read it online. Which um, I'm actually eventually going to take it off of Amazon and go through drop shipping with Serenova Comics once they get that you know up. So you guys can probably get it on there, and I think Ooh, it'll nice. be the same price. Oh, we're trying to plan those things out. But anyways. Those are the chapters that you need to pay attention to the most because one, those are very important chapters and two, um, they just, they turned out completely different from how I thought they were going to turn out, but it, it it was for the better. I'd say so. So chapters six, seven and eight and 10 Mm -hmm. are some like real key highlights of core okay okay oh oh yeah yeah. all right all right hey man you got me hyped up now so let me let me ask you since you brought up this point of like it was gonna be like 80 then you got it down to like 30 uh, when you're dealing with pacing with that kind of storytelling with action and stuff like that how do you know or do you just have a gut feeling of what you need to cut out and what's necessary to to show and depict and and what's not or do you have a hard time kind of going oh you know i i I know this isn't necessary for this story but i still like it so i'm gonna keep it in like you know how's that dialogue go with you well um the thing about comics and manga mostly manga you don't want to overdo fight scenes and you don't want to overdo dialogue because if a manga has too much dialogue, people aren't going to really focus on it. They're going to try and basically get to the fight scenes unless they're really lore heavy, then they'll, you know, they'll read it. But you want to balance it. And with Korra, balancing fight scenes and balancing dialogue can really be hard because if you don't balance them, the pacing can be kind of off. So. Yeah. You could have a whole chapter where it's nothing but them talking, but then the next chapter could be them fighting, or you could have it where it's like half and half. So with Korra, with Korra, because of this type of story that it is, you have to be able to balance lore and fights, but you don't want too many, and you don't want too little of either. Mm. So there will be chapters with Korra where they're explaining the origin of Nephilim, or they're explaining why demons are the way that they are, or you know who's right and who's wrong, and you know they're explaining to Karuno like 
who he really is. But then there's fight scenes that you're just like, okay, I want these fight scenes to be drawn out, but some of the fight scenes won't be drawn out. They'll be interrupted or, you know, the they'll just turn into a dialogue scene or a flashback. And it's, it's kind of hard because you really want people to keep, you know, being involved in those scenes and you want them to keep their eye focused on the important stuff. And sometimes the important things are the fight scenes. But if you have dialogue that's very important, you give them a fight scene first, you start the chapter off, you know, you leave the previous chapter off with a cliffhanger and then you begin the next chapter with a fight scene. But then after that, the rest of it is very lore heavy. So that way people are like, oh, I get it, I get it. Okay, now I understand. So it it's really hard. And sometimes it can be really stressful Interesting because you're sitting there and you're just trying to figure out how you want it to go or which order you want it to go in. Mm. Um, especially for chapter seven with it being as long as it was, it's like, what what do I do I do with that? Like it's a 30 page chapter. So obviously it's gonna have some some lore heavy pages in there, but how many do I want? And some people write stuff down, but with me writing my series the way that I do, it, it's very challenging because when everything's in your head you have to figure out what do you want to take out of that bolt first yeah order do you want to put it in so it's yeah it it can be a lot uh, a lot more trickier than you know having what and and, uh, okay here's another thing like you're 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 mainly working and like i know you said other people are contributing in some ways but like you are taking a bulk of this creative process on your own and so like that's a lot of information a lot of story a lot of things going on in your skull you know so it's Mm -hmm. it can be sometimes difficult um you know or it just takes a lot of talent to organize that and to keep track of it and also present it where it does make sense to not only you but to the story you know the 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 readers and and so i I don't know, man. I think that that's really cool because it's almost like I wouldn't say freestyling, but it 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 says a lot about you know your passion for what you are creating because you know yeah. a lot of people say like when you have a good idea, you don't have to write it down. You know, yeah. just it, it it sticks with you. It stays up in your head, and you, and it's easier for you to um, just recall it and bring that information to the forefront. So, um, before we go any further, though, I feel like this is just absolutely necessary for everyone listening that you describe and explain what core is and what the story is about for people so that they know what they're getting into when they they check it out for themselves so did you want to do that real quick yeah i can definitely do that um well first of all let me start off by saying my brain is a very jack kirby-esque brain so i put a little bit of my characters as far as like designs and personality um they come from bits of myself and core each character and each part of core is a uh, piece of myself and based off certain experiences i've had in my life um so i i constantly have like ideas going to the point where like i overload my brain so core as a story um it's about the war between nephilim and demon um the remaining angels are trying to get this boy named karuno uh, to unlock his true self because he is the combined essence of Michael the Archangel and Akuma the Demon God and their colliding wills. And Karuno is the end to the war. And his job is to unlock his true self and learn to control his emotional state 
because if he doesn't, then he could turn into uh, the vessel for Akuma and push out that lighter side, or he could do the opposite for the angels, or he can make his own path. So he is the key to the war, and he has to decide what he wants to do. So um, as far as like a like an overall feeling that you'll get from Korra, you can have that kind of like fantasy shonen feeling. So mm. if you really want to get into Korra, just kind of think of like yourself. And remember that overall plot I just told you. He He's a Nephilim. He is the key to the war. He's in a war that he doesn't understand. He is the key for either side of, of the war. So you have to think about like, okay, Karuno obviously is a character that, you know, people under understand, you know, what he's going through. Not not the whole being an angel and demon at the same time thing and being the key to a war, but they so Karuno struggles with his emotions because the demons want to attack the people around him. So, you know, they're they're not gonna attack him directly because he's He's kind of like a weapon of mass destruction when you think about it. But he's struggling to control his emotions. If he gets too angry, something might come out that he never knew that he could do. People do that a lot in real life. People get so angry to the point where they show a side that they never thought they had or show a side they don't like to show. And sometimes they don't want to be something mm. that they're not. Karuno's in a war that, I mean, he was always religious. He always believed in angels and demons, but he's in a war that he has kind of just thrown in and told that he was something that he never thought that he would he he would be in a million years. So um, this gets pretty deep. It's 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 heavy. It's definitely heavy, um, especially when you start to see some of the things that the villains do. And I even have it to where you understand some of the villains. Um, mostly a character in there named Sakurai. He's a demon. Um, he, you're gonna see him a lot, actually. Um, he is a very kill happy character you could say i mean demons are kind of kill happy and why they're doing what they do later on in the series so the i i try to make it to where the story that you hear core is about you get the gist of it but once you start reading core it's kind of like you understand more so it's like oh well core is about the war between nephilim and demons and the remaining angels and the boy named karuno has to choose which side that he wants to be on and learn to control his emotions because he can win the side for the demons he can win the side for the angels but when you get in there you're like oh wow oh that's kind of man i kind of understand that <laughs> like like yeah. I, if i was going through what he was going I don't know what I would do. So now, where, what, what inspired you? Like, cause, like, when it comes to that, to me, just from hearing it, and uh, you know, I, I would love to definitely talk to you, especially after I read it and experience it. But there seems like there's this strong theme of duality, like everyone having like this good side and a, a dark side to them. And you see that you see that in a lot of different stories, like Star Wars, for instance. You got the dark side of the force and the light side of the force. Like, and and like you said, real life people have these sides to them. Uh, what 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 made that important for you to hone in on, as far as like a theme? Well, uh, me as a person, you know, I growing up, I started out one way, you know, being very innocent, uh, you know, being being a a preteen and junior high and you know living my passion but as i got older i knew that i saw different sides of me that 
uh, later on in life, especially now, I I look back on it and it's just like, man, I was an asshole. Like, <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're all there, man. We're all there. <laughs> yeah, and you know that was that was kind of the basis behind Karuno. We I I wanted to focus on that because I kind of wanted people to feel a little piece of me through Karuno and a little piece of themselves, and they can see a little bit of themselves in Karuno. But not just not just him. I want people to be able to understand, you know, that just because you're on a certain side or you believe a certain thing or you're part of a certain group doesn't necessarily make it right not right in your eyes right in in uh, everyone else's eyes or right in the world's eyes because i mean in core angels are angels angels are the symbol of good they're the symbol of holiness and justice and righteousness but demons are the symbol they're i mean no pun intended but they're demonized they're the, the symbol of you know destruction and terror and evil and being sinister but there are demons out there who genuinely have you know good hearts and they're only fighting because that's their people they see these these beings using this holy energy to destroy their people and that's all they see and then you know you have the evil demons that are really they're really just trying to do it and become basically the gods of the universe they're trying to you know assert their dominance and assert their rule over everyone you know Mm. But angels can kind of do the same thing because, you know, who are you to tell this this kid this? Karuno's like 21 years old, by the way. He's still a kid in the eyes of the world. But you're here to tell you know tell this kid like, man, you're 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 gonna fight for us. You have to learn to control your powers because that's what it, that's what what's the right thing to do. You know, and it's like oh. Well, why how do you know that he doesn't want to make his own path how, you know he doesn't want to try to make peace between the angels and the demons what about the nephilim what in the nephilim we'll touch on that later in the series but you know how do you, how do you know he doesn't want to find out if there's more nephilim out there you mm-hmm. know because so far in the series really the only nephilim are karuno and akiba they're the the only nephilim that you've seen besides me my dad and my brothers were also nephilim but like you know, as far as that, like, you know, it's the same thing with people in life. Like, how do you know they don't want, don't want to choose a certain path, what job they want, what career they want? And that also kind of touches with me on that because I love my family to death. There's just things that they wanted me to do. And it's like, no, I want to take this certain route. And that route is becoming an artist. And I want to focus mainly on art. You know, I want to go yeah. full time. I want to be an illustrator. This is my dream. So that's kind of what made me focus on that and i could go about i could go on about it all day but like that's why i focus so hard on those themes in core and i usually don't talk about that stuff when I, even when i talk about core but like that that you know it, that's why core is such a personal series for me and why i have i've never given up on it and i never will one of the things i did want to tell you though is just that i think that's really cool how people can find that relatable that the themes and the, even the characters and what they're going through because so many of us you know deal with that that conflict of wanting to do a certain thing but not really having that support in a way not really having that understanding or that's not really the 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 thing to do so then you kind of can put yourself in this outsider position just because it doesn't align so much with what others have a vision for yourself. And, um, you know, so I think that those themes, especially growing up, become very uh, prevalent in everybody's life. So I think that's really cool, man. And, and as an artist, 
you know, you putting yourself into your artwork in in some ways, not only you know, actually, but uh, <laughs> but through like just experiences and moments and and things that you've gone through and trying to kind of paint that story in a different way uh, because it's not you know a a singular experience that's something that all of us kind of go through in some way and so uh, it's really cool uh and it's making me very excited to sit down and read core um one of the things i wanted to ask you about it though when we're talking about the action when we're talking about uh the you were mentioning swords uh what are some of the powers and abilities that we witness in the series if you could give us a taste of that my favorite because i literally came up with all that stuff like later <laughs> the core because everything changed so much okay so you're going to see technically three types of energy um you're going to see holy energy which is what angels use of course the and nephilim um and you're also going to see demon energy or quote-unquote necro energy um they do different things really Demonic energy, by nature, is stronger because of its destructive nature. Mm. But yeah, I a lot of a lot of demons kind of hold back because of their mission. Um, the the abilities you're really going to see mostly involve weapons because if you use necro energy, necro energy is able to take different shapes or form, or you can just let it flow free. It can be like a very um what's the word i'm looking for kind of like um how the super saiyan grade three energy is like a very outputting very destructive force and it's kind of like all over the place and very uncontrolled mm, okay so yeah. it's more like that okay it's a, they have their own distinguished style and, and, and almost vibe that you can instantly tell when a, each character uses that that particular power and they all use it in a different way like um well this one this isn't necessarily a spoiler this character at the beginning of the series his name is ragno and he's kind of like i guess you consider him like a fodder character he's kind of like um like i'm trying to think of a good character i can't think of it like a good fodder villain character hmm. um, yeah i'm trying to blank <laughs> like deborah from dragon ball z without the being killed part <laughs> oh <laughs> without that part well yeah he he's he can control um his demonic energy in a way that he's able to make limbs because one of his arms is made of demonic energy his leg is made of demonic energy and parts of like i think it's like the right side of his body if, if i'm remembering correctly i haven't drawn that character in two years but <laughs> yeah <it's, laughs> um but he's he half of his body is made of his own energy and that's how he keeps himself stable and keeps himself alive or like um sakurai sakurai is able to just make weapons mm -hmm. out of his energy and he's able to you know cloak his body in his energy not to the not to the point where karuna is able to do it um uh, but he's definitely a really strong guy he's a lot stronger than ragno that's for sure um a better example i guess you could say is um one of the later villains he has the ability to manifest his energy as smoke or mist and it comes out of his body like his body secretes it and he's, he's pretty 
like demonic energy is not just this black fire or this black smoke it's a lot of things because energy is everything in the world everything's made of energy so that's why characters are able to make swords like kuruno is able to make a sword out of his energy he didn't know that for a while but he's able to make a sword out of his energy um same thing with eclipse and akiba they're able to do the same things but it depends on how you use it how you you know okay. what you want to do or the the situation you're able to create your own technique so they work basically the same but one's stronger than the other so that that's pretty much all there is to it it's not like complex like men or anything like that <laughs> <laughs> now w- with um with you entering this field of like manga and anime types you know storytelling and and, and presentation um are there any tropes from manga and anime that you've avoided trying to use in your storytelling? And is there any tropes that you've embraced in your storytelling in core? Um, a trope that I've embraced is characters showing up in like badass scenes at like the very <laughs> last moment. <laughs> you gotta have it. Got to. Oh yeah. <laughs> like it it really it really makes me happy when i see like a character you know showing up and they're st- somehow stopping this powerful villain but then later on the villain's like ha you fool <laughs> i've been holding back this entire time <laughs> it makes but, it fun man that's fun though yeah i mean it, it it really is but i mean like it can be a little, little corny sometimes it can I'm be not gonna, i'm yeah. not gonna lie but like it, it, it's pretty cool but I mean, a trope that I try to stray away from, and especially, um, actually, I'll talk about that later. Uh, trope I try to stray away from is the female damsel in distress. Ah, uh, um, okay. There, there aren't a lot of females in core. Um, really, there's only one. You'll see some later on in, in the series, but right now, there's really only one, and she doesn't stray away from a fight, but it doesn't necessarily mean that. You know she's a damsel in distress or that she's really strong or, or uh, you know anything like that but she right. after from, from a fight she will defend herself um people just jump in front of her they're like no i got it i got it trust me i got it you know kind yeah. of those moments. Uh, but she she's known for being a really strong demon in the past but you know with the world that she lives in today they're a lot stronger and more powerful and they've gained more experience while she's been kind of hiding herself because you know when you're going through something that she's going through try not to tell you that one either uh, <laughs> you know you you you, you want to defend yourself too you don't want to feel kind yeah. of useful so um i try to stray away from that trope or the trope of the more villains that show up the stronger each one gets because all the main villains are kind of around the same power level, except for Sakurai and Ragno. Ragno being the weakest, and of course the Primal Demons being the weakest. Um, Sakurai being the second strongest, and the Demon Lords being the first strongest. Because, I mean, they're, they're the big boss. Um, oh, and 
I guess you could say Akuma as well. Even though Akuma is technically dead, he does manifest himself through Karuno. And um, he uses this technique called the Holy Black Flame. And when, uh, when Karuno loses control over his emotions, it kind of takes over and he doesn't have any sense of reason, really. Oh, snap. Yeah, so that's, that's kind of the trope I tried to stray away from. But like, Yeah. Kind of hard. It can be. It can be kind of tricky. And and you don't want to purposely, like if it's just the natural flow of your story, just because it is a trope or it's something like that has been done in some kind of way, doesn't mean that you should avoid it. You know, this is your story. You tell it however you want to. Uh, but it was just interesting because, you know, there are those those typical tropes out there that people have come to expect from shonens, from anime, manga altogether. So I thought that was just interesting to kind of see if you uh, had realized any of those and had tried to, you know, embrace or stay clear of them. But um, when we're talking about uh, anime and manga, um, what really are the ones that besides being influential to what you're creating are the ones that you tend to enjoy and and how has creating your own story changed the way you take in others stories like are you more critical or uh, do you just look at it differently and you try to kind of figure out like where did they come up with that idea like how did this work out how did you know like has it changed the way you watch and take in stories now um, kind of, sort of. Um, my biggest inspirations being Bleach and Yu Yu Hakusho and Dragon Ball as a, as a whole. Um, and more recently, like My Hero and Black Clover. Um, I it definitely changed the way that I see some of those series. Um, when it comes to making my own, because it's like I see it more of, you know, more as like, you know, what did they do to capture people? Like, what did they do to somebody's eye you know what makes this character so cool or whatever you know mm. and it, it's it, it's pretty cool i'm not gonna lie because i'm able to understand more you know when it comes to like underlying themes of different series and i think that's pretty cool it's kind of like a skill set that you acquire you know um but i, I still watch them and enjoy them as like a, a sometimes a little kid you know in front of the tv <laughs> watching something on saturday morning um but as far as like seeing things differently i just kind of like analyze themes more and analyze characters and character development because i kind of want to implement you know different skill sets into my own skill set and you know know where i'm going wrong with my yeah so so it's kind of like um as much as you still enjoy it and and always will there there's kind of like more of a learning experience from it you're kind of like hmm let me see like you're kind of picking up on things and kind of seeing like oh i see you know how that came about because you know i've experienced you know creating in this form or fashion now um would you ever be interested in working on projects that weren't uh yours personally like if you had anybody come up to you and said hey man can you can you help me craft this story and and draw this you know this story out would you be more um you know in tune with that or or have you really enjoyed this personal experience and having that that creative freedom 
Well, I definitely enjoyed more of my creative freedom and space because I've had people come up to me before and they want me to draw like children's books for them. Uh, you know, because of the, you know, the state that, you know, that we live in, I mean, <laughs> more people see anime as like, oh, that's just children's books and blah, blah, blah. And you have to tell them like, no, no, no. no people no, no. with their arms and legs cut off and stabbed. <laughs> yeah, and it gets, and stuff. it's... This is not a kid's thing. As much as some of it can, I mean, it is kind of geared towards the younger, like, you know, uh, like mm-hmm. shonens and stuff like like My Hero. They're they're in, like, what, high school or something? Lane, high yeah. School, yeah. But the themes and everything, like me and my friend uh, Grant were talking about this. Like, watching these growing up, there's that experience. But even as an adult, as you get older, watching these same things can reflect such a different meaning. Because when they're conquering certain things whether it's a villain it, it kind of translates uh for you as like you conquering something in your own life whether it was this obstacle or you know this roadblock that was in your way or anything like that you just translate it differently but it still has the same you know fun excitement and and so yeah i totally agree uh especially where we reside at uh, anime kind of gets stuck in this like oh it's cartoons for kids and it's like no no it, it goes so much deeper and there's so much more like I, I love action shonens i think that's always gonna be my favorite but recently within the last year and a half i've been put on to some slice of life type you know stories and and those are so deep and 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 even if they're not like serious they're still just like wow there's so many different genres within this genre now would you ever be in into doing something that's not so action focused um i thought about it really um more along like the saming i uh genre i guess like berserk oh yeah yeah berserk isn't like battle oriented it's very like story and lore heavy but um, actually, now that you mentioned it, I am working on a, I, I don't know if you call it a shonen, but in my eyes, it's a tokusatsu. Um, you know, tok, if you, I don't know if anybody knows what tokusatsu is, but tokusatsu basically is Japanese superhero shows that involve people in spandex and monster costumes like giant monsters like ultraman common rider Ooh, ultraman okay okay we're all right yeah i, I was listening to you because i was talking about so uh, uh here i'm learning uh this is great keep telling me go on sorry just want to throw that up there <laughs> go for it yeah uh that, i mean a lot of people don't really know what tokusatsu is but like, if you're watching Power Rangers, you're watching Tokusatsu. If you're watching SSS Gridman, that anime that came out uh, last year or 2018, I think. Yeah, that's a Tokusatsu. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of another one. Um, the new Ultraman anime that just came out. That's yeah. Tokusatsu. <laughs> but I was more into like live action Tokusatsu. Like, well, at first it was Power Rangers when I was growing up as a kid, but I figured Same. out that it's actually Super Sentai and Ultraman and um common rider most i love common rider and godzilla those are tokusatsu series that are near and dear to my heart but yeah i'm i'm coming up with a series right now actually core is on hiatus core is on a year-long hiatus um but i'm coming up with a series called dragoon and it's going to be a tokusatsu action series 
Um, it's going to be pretty good. Uh, I'm taking my time with this one as well. Um, I'm actually rebooting all of my ideas, including the character designs. So I'm working and taking my time on that. Um, but I'm going to try and make that as tokusatsu as possible, where it's got bits of slice of life in it, as well as Monster of the Week. And Ah, dude. Yeah, this 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 sounds awesome. Now, it, it, tell me tell me some more about like why did you reboot some of the ideas? How long have you been thinking about this story? And uh, I think it's really respectable and smart of you to not try to overwhelm yourself and putting core on a hiatus so you can focus on this other project. I, have you you know have you ever tried to balance a bunch of projects at once? And, and I know this is a loaded question. Sorry, I've just asked a you know a bunch, <laughs> but go for it, man. <laughs> um. No, it's not a loaded question. I mean, I have tried to balance, actually, at one time, like, three projects. Um, because the three series that I have worked on, I've been working on all of them pretty much the same amount of time. Um, Core was just the one that I got out the most. Just mm-hmm. um, on a little bit more. Um, but I, it, it was weird uh, trying to do that. Because I know that doing that is really hard. Like I said, my brain is kind of a Jack Kirby brain. Like I have so many ideas that like it's kind of hard for me not to do that. Uh, some there's some days where like I don't even really focus on anything else, even while I'm like doing normal day stuff like driving or eating or cooking. I'm just like, man, I wonder what we like to make this, this and that and that and that. But the three series that you know I've tried to work on in the past, like I've tried to do them all at the same time, mostly Dragoon and Core, like. Um, there was a period where I first came out with Core, but then I started working on Dragoon, and I was like, man, I had to stop before I destroy myself. So, um, it's definitely, definitely different doing something like that, um, as far as, like, rebooting. I, I guess, I guess it's different, because, I mean, I've, I've tweaked story, I've tweaked story elements for Core, but I've never just, like, straight up, like, rebooted the whole series. Right. Uh, Dragoon went a different way from how it used to be uh it had a different name it had a different everything until i you know until one day i came up with like the name dragoon because one of the one of the key elements that involved the story revolves around that name but i was just like man this is this is too much i I gotta try and focus on one thing so i focused on core for like two years and now this third year of me doing this semi I guess you could say part-time. <laughs> um, it, it's it's better for me to reboot Dragoon and start fresh, I guess you could say. Because I know the overall concept, but as far as like character designs and how I want the story to flow, I want to restart and make that fresh in my brain. And it's going to give me a whole year to do all of this stuff. Uh, also Man. because we're focusing more on like the business side of everything. Trying to get a Kickstarter started up with Serenova Comics. Um, trying to figure out how to get at a real convention and everything. So uh, rebooting was probably the best idea for Dragoon, definitely. Dude, that's uh, – uh, first of all, I got to applaud you on all that. But I, I also wanted to ask you because w- before we start recording, um, I know you, you – and you just mentioned, like, you know, this is hopefully going to become a full-time thing for you. Um, and uh, it's it's so increasingly difficult to balance all this, any kind of creative process uh, on top of life and relationships, whether it's friends, families or partners or whatever. Um, and then mul- and balancing multiple 
projects and different ideas. And then it, I know you've also said that you've done commission artwork. You, so you do all these other things. Um, and, and I just heard you just a moment ago say like, you know, or I would have like destroyed myself. You know, you didn't want to go in that direction. How do you balance that stuff? Have you found like a healthy way to get all this stuff done without burnout and overload and being overwhelmed and, and taking the fun out of something that's very passionate and something very personal as, you know, Dragoon and core and everything else that you're working on? Um, well, I, as far as really like destroying myself and kind of feeling like, you know, you're losing a drive or a passion or whatever, um, it can really come from just trying to do too much all at once. Um, you know, I don't know if like, if you know, like how Mangaka's really live their day to day lives, but like compared to what they do, like this is nothing. Like what I do to a, for, to a Mangaka, what I do would be nothing. But like, they work seven days a week, or I think six or seven days a week, and they're in there like fourteen hours a day and working on stuff. But like, what? Wow, crazy. But like, um, it's just like you got family members that really want to do things with you, and sometimes you're just like, no, I really need to do this. I want to do this. I got to work on this, or you'll lose sleep, and you know, um, your fiance or whoever you're with, you know, they, they might want to like spend time with you and you're just like, no, I'm really just trying to um, get, get all this done. But it's kind of hard to balance it out because you want to spend time with them, but at the same time you want to live your dream and do all this. But mm -hmm. they, they understand if they support you, they it takes some of the stress off, I guess you could say. Yeah, most, most definitely. Yeah, because they're not like, well, all you do is you focus on this or whatever. And it's just like, you know, I'm sorry that I don't want to do all this stuff that's going to help me in life. And eventually, <laughs> yeah, sorry, you know, yeah, it, 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 it takes sacrifice, man. Right. I mean, it's just anything worth that, you know, whatever kind of dream or goal that you have, that's really important. I mean, if you half-ass it, if you give it bare minimum time, it, you're not going to see any results, especially the ones that you're, you, you know, that you're capable of. And it's just, it has to be something that you accept and people around you accept, you know, yeah. and as long as you're like, you know, approaching that with like your best, you know, intentions and you know, you're, it's like, hey, I'm, I'm going to be unselfish as I can when it comes to any other time and anything outside of this. But this is like the one real true selfish thing that I need to do. And I, yeah. I, a lot of people look at selfish as like such a bad word or it's a bad context whenever it's used. And I feel like, no, I think more people need to be selfish with with their dreams, with their things like that. And they need to surround themselves with people that are going to support them and understand that even if it is difficult, because, you know, you don't make these things overnight. They take time, they take energy and they take away from, you know, other things that you might enjoy and might want to do. Uh, but it's just what you, you know, it's the trade off. It's the, it's what you got to give up to, to get. And uh, so, I, I mean, I definitely respect that. And, and it's so many different creative people who are balancing work with, you know, especially if it's work that's not really lined up with what they're, they're doing and wanting to do. So, you, you know, that just that can drain you over time just because it is work and it's going to take energy and time from you. But 
you know, you also want to be the best that you can be to everyone around you. But, you know, I've learned even with like doing the podcast, like this is where I get most of my social, you know, satisfaction. And outside of the videos and stuff that I've been doing over the time, I've, I've noticed that I'm not as um, outgoing, socially active like I was before because I'm, I'm kind of like honing in. Uh, you know, in these moments. And so that can kind of leave me a little drained, you know, like I still like to hang out and talk and do all that, but it's like, yeah, but this, this podcast and doing all these other things is taking so much energy and I've just had to learn how to balance that. Or I do get like overwhelmed, uh, you know, stressed out because it's, it's up to you, right? It's up to you to, create these stories and draw this art nobody else is going to do it for you and 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 most of the time nobody's going to really do one or the other when it comes to you you know waving on getting it done nobody's going to be mad and nobody's going to you know applaud you if you do sometimes it's all on you and uh there's there can be some uh heavy stress with that fact alone like sometimes when i have too much stuff going on and i'm like oh, i'm trying to do all these different things I'm like, well, I don't have a boss or anybody telling him, telling me I have to meet these certain deadlines. These, these are deadlines that I've had for myself. So I have to allow myself to kind of take a step back sometimes and go, Hey man, I know you want to get this done by Friday, but if it's not in the deck, you know, sometimes you're just going to have to take a small L to get a big W, you know? So we're going to have to push this to the, to the side for a moment, but I'd rather, you know, delay something or do it right than to give it just half-assed effort because i just want to get it done at a certain time so how, how have you balanced you know your your timing and uh you know staying productive all while doing everything else in life and do you have strict deadlines for you when it comes to these chapters and and everything that you're doing um i used to have strict deadlines but um no not uh not anymore um i really just kind of go along with it as it goes because um it's just like yeah i don't want to rush it now i try as far as like an overall deadline i try to set it within a few months um because you know i want to plan out everything and do like a bunch of stuff at all at once but it's like I, I like like I said before. I try not to overload myself, but back then I used to do it like weekly and biweekly. Um, but it's 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 really I don't really plan it out that much anymore. I'm not gonna, <laughs> I I I just kind of go with it as as it goes. Um, it it's kind of hard to explain. Right. Like. I, with me not working on core this year, I'm trying to have to come up with everything for Dragoon, and it's like I, I need to plan everything out instead of on a monthly basis or a weekly basis. Now it's like I got to plan six months worth of a campaign and then get this eighty-page <laughs> out, and it's just like oh, oh boy. But you know, as far as like setting a deadline for myself i used to but not anymore um mostly because of everything that i'm trying to do now right it's hard it 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 was it's kind of hard coming up with everything because you got to figure out what you want to do but 
Nah, not not as much as it used to be because when I first started, I didn't really know what I was doing. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, like big shout outs to you, man, because I know that you 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 do have some kind of organized where you know what you want to do and you still get it done. So without having those strict deadlines, I feel like that's a good sign that you're doing what you're supposed to be doing because it's almost something that's becoming more natural that is natural. But like any like anything probably at the beginning, having those deadlines helps you build the routine. You know, it's one thing to say I want to draw, I want to make this story. A lot of people want to do those things. But, you know, it's actually sitting down and putting you know, pencil to paper, you know, typing it up, doing whatever you got to do. And sometimes we have to kind of say, all right, I'm going to do this by Friday. And then once you do that for some time, then you don't have to because, you know, have to like put those little uh, deadlines and expiration dates on, on things. It, it's going to start just happening because that's part of your daily routine. That's part of your weekly routine now. And you've made it more natural. And it's, it's uh, just very fun listening to you talk about this creative process because i feel like any of us who've ever watched an anime read a comic book or a manga any great story uh have always in some way big or small said man i wish i could do something like that like wouldn't it be cool to come up with some original characters and stories and 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 really just like use your imagination and and some kind of artistic expression and you're doing that man you're doing that right now like you have something that's on Amazon, you have something on the web for people to enjoy, not just something, some things. You got, uh, you know, an ongoing series. You have more projects, and and that for a lot of people who could do it and should do it, um, it, it's evaded them. And you've you've taken that opportunity, or you've created that opportunity for yourself because of the sacrifices that you've had to make. And just being determined and, and, and getting the responses. I'm sure that you get pretty positive responses on everything that you're working on, especially core. Um, and and so, man, I want to say, like, honestly, since I, you know, met you and have known about what you've been doing and following up, even though I haven't read core yet, um, I have to just say that I respect what you're doing and what you're creating. And I respect a lot of people who do that, especially when you're in that period of i'm putting in a lot of work i ain't getting paid the big bucks you know i ain't getting all the recognition that maybe it deserves but i'm still putting in the time and the work and it's gonna it's gonna pay off it's gonna blow up and when it does bam you have all of this to just give to the world and it's already been there so i just wanted to say man you know that i just respect that and i hope that you keep it up i i'm not ending the episode right here or anything to make sure that I let you know that. Um, so keep it up, man, please. <laughs> no problem. No problem. Um, now, uh, one thing that I think is really cool is that you're lucky enough to have somebody in your life that also shares uh, that artistic expression. And I know you've said that your fiance does art. Um, now, do you have uh, <laughs> fun, interesting conversations when it comes to what you're working on and what even she does and what she works on. And, and do you guys collaborate or do you go to her for different, you know, feedback and stuff like that? Oh, well, when I, when it comes to my fiance and me and talking about my series, I <laughs> her opinion as like, you know, what do you think it's cool? Do you think it looks cool? Um, 
what do you, as a consumer, what would you what would you think about this? And she she gives me her honest answers, and that's one thing that I re- respect most about her. But really, she's my rock when it comes to you know working on things because she's the person I go to the most, or she's like the first person I go to when something exciting happens. Have a uh, a cool idea or whatever and um as far as what she does she's like more free-spirited um uh, her art's very like she comes up with something and she wants to see how it looks on paper and if it turns out the way that she wants it then she'll go from there and she'll put her own little magic on it and it's great she's an amazing artist and you know that's why i love having her opinion especially as an artist because she's got such a free spirit and a free mind cool to see what she- Dude, I, I just find that very cool and unique. Uh, so I, I think that's just awesome. One would It's like a writer, you know, meeting another writer. It's like a, you know, it's just having that that commonality. It really is, for a lot of relationships, can be um, stressful because your, your, your partner might not get it at all. They might lo- love you and like you for who you are, but like there's just certain things that it's kind of hard to understand. Uh, and, and, and that becomes a strain on a relationship. So I think it's just really cool. And I wish you guys nothing but the best. Cause I know that you guys just recently got engaged, right? Yeah. Yeah. Congratulations. Man. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, but the, uh, let me ask you, uh, uh, a couple more things and we'll probably wrap up within like the next 15 or so minutes, but, um, uh, doing this for as long as you have um and and this continuing journey and learning experience that it is uh what is something that you found that was easier than you thought it was going to be and what is something that you thought uh was uh harder or 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 that is harder than you thought it was going to be uh when it comes to creating and drawing and getting into this type of uh medium as far as expressing yourself through these stories and mangas um well as far as like the hardest thing i guess you could say would be getting yourself out there and trying to build an audience it's very hard uh, especially when you're in a world where there's so many great artists out there like some the artists that i've seen in the past two or three years that i've been on instagram um be as an artist like they've amazed me like a lot um kind of people like white manga or jay odin or uh, Fluffy Kid or um, Nicholas Draper Ivy and people like that. Like you look at that and you think, man, I gotta be able to do what they do because they they have such a great following and they have so many many great ideas that they put out there. And it's just like you want to know you want to know how how they how they do that, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but as far as like the easiest thing getting it out there the um, a lot of people think that's the hardest thing but really it's not the greatest i the greatest advice that i've ever got from any artist really is if you have an idea that you want to put out there you have something that you want to do you want to make a comic you want to make a manga there's so many platforms you for you to put out there for free just do it even if you think it's a terrible idea, just because you think it's a terrible idea doesn't mean that it's a terrible idea. It's never a terrible idea to put your dreams and your and your ideas out there for people to see because it's your dreams, your ideas, your creativity. And the easiest thing you can do is put it out there. 
And that's that that was the easiest thing for me. I told myself for years I was gonna put it out there. It never did, but I figured out like that's not hard. I can just come up with my ideas and you know, take my time with it and just put it out there. The only hard part really is just building an audience. Cause you gotta know who you who you're catering to. Hmm. One thing that'll fix hard you don't know who you're to. Yeah, that's, that's well, really, really yeah, that's all there is to it. That that was uh, beautifully said, my friend. Thank you for sharing that advice. And just like, you know, for some people that might have, you know, the creative itch, you know, and they're just, you know, not too sure. Um, one last thing, as far as putting yourself out there and putting your art, um, you know, if somebody is nervous and, and, and kind of just like, ah, I don't know what people are going to think. People are going to like it. How, how do, how have you dealt with confidence as far as putting your stuff out there? Because I think that whether we show it or not, whenever you put something out there for other people to take in and not only take in, they can criticize it and they can applaud it. Um, it takes a certain level of, uh, confidence and self-belief. Like, you know, it, you have to get to that point where you're like, I don't care what other people think. I I, I believe in this. How have you uh, been able to summon that type of confidence when it comes to creating and putting things out there? And what advice would you have for people uh, who are struggling with that kind of confidence? Um, as far as confidence goes, I know a lot of artists criticize their own work, like a lot. <laughs> yeah. um, I'm one of them. I criticize my work sometimes. Um, well, I, that's kind of a hard one too, because confidence is really hard to come by when it comes to your own art, because you don't know what people are going to say. Like, listen, I've had people tell me my art is like complete crap that I can't, that I can't charge commission for any of the work that I do, that I need to just stop doing my series or that my series isn't good enough to do this and this and that. I've, I've, I've heard it all really, but I knew that. You know, I needed to keep going. It's a dream that I have. And it sometimes there were times where I thought, you know, my confidence is destroyed. I'm not going to be able to do anything anymore, blah, 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 blah. But then there's people that tell me, people that who've been through the same thing as me and they have lived, they're living their dreams. They told me like, dude, I've heard the same thing. And actually your work is really good. Anybody who says otherwise, they probably either can't draw or they're just a critic. That's right. really all they are. So having that boost of confidence and having people you know i know tell me that my work is actually really good and uh, you got to know that your work is good your your work is as good as you make it out to be and that's that's the truth behind it your art there's your art is what you make it so as far as your confidence goes just think about this there are people who is going to hate it no matter what you do and there's people who are going to love it and you need to think about those people who's going to love it. And even even if you don't think about that, think about the fact that you are doing something and not for anybody else, but for yourself. You want to entertain people, of course, because that's what you do. You want people to enjoy your work as much as you enjoy your own work. But you're also doing it for yourself and you're living your dream. And that's really all that matters. You're doing it. You love what you do. You love what you do. It's your idea. So that's the confidence builder for me. I remember in my mind that this is cool to me and it's going to be cool to somebody else so i'm going to go ahead and do it. man wow what a, what a way to finish this episode that that was uh that was some my hero type stuff man i feel like we <laughs> should have had some my hero music going uh you, you just uh 
summon your inner your inner deku right there i, I gotta <laughs> gotta say i loved it man no but you're, you're absolutely right man and that's so true um it's just something that we struggle with in life, you know, just socially, you know, oh, I want people to like me, but you know, I don't want people to hate me. But you, like you said, no matter what you do, there's going to be two sides of that coin. And the sooner you accept it, the uh, the sooner you're free of that. And you can start doing the things that you really want to do without holding yourself back from this, this anxiety of uh, judgment. And, you know, constructive criticism is, uh, you know, open and uh encourage because that's the only way that we learn what we need to work on and improve and when you have um genuine honest people around you who can give you that kind of feedback then you're just going to get better and it, you're always going to have to improve on something i think that one of the best things that i've ever heard uh was actually from bob ross where he was just talking about you know, you don't ever want to be content as an artist because when you're content, there's no more room to improve. Like it, it, as long as you're always striving to be better than what you did last time or yesterday, um, it, it's going to just pay off. It's, it's only a benefit for you um, because uh, once you start thinking that there's nothing more that you can do, it just gets stale. You know, it, it, it just it's it's a bad place to be content as an artist and i can just hear the passion in your voice man you're just talking about everything that you've uh, worked on and that and on what you're working on right now too it, it's just really cool man and i really applaud you for what you're doing and i'm going to support any way that i can like i said core's in the mail hopefully it'll be here by friday so by the time this episode's out i'm going to be sitting back checking it out and i can't wait to talk to you some more about this man this was really uh an unexpected true pleasure to have uh this conversation because uh it's been kind of a long time coming and I, i've been really eyeing everything that you've been working on and um before we close out man i wanted to uh you know give you the opportunity one last time to remind people where they can check out your works where they can connect with you on social media and stuff like that and like i've said before this is all going to be in the description but if you'd like to do that, and we'll we'll wrap things up, man. All right. Well, um, you guys can check me out on Instagram uh, at tr underscore comics. Um, you can also check out Serenova Comics on Instagram. Um, they are the people that I'm putting my comic on. I'm putting my comic on their platform. Uh, you can check out Core and other great series at serenovacomics.com. Um, you can read some of the comics for free. Um, which if you subscribe, you have access to many, many more great series, including my series, Core Light and Darkness. Uh, it's $10.99 a month uh, for access to everything. And the only things that you don't need to do that for is things like merch or the free comics. Um, also, please go check out my fiance, tiny.peach. That's T-I-N-Y-Y dot peach. Uh, she's really cool too. Or you can just use the description in my um in my instagram profile and she her name's on there um but i just want to give a shout out to to everybody who's been supporting me soon of the comics uh tiny peach my fiance you um just thank thanks guys so much i wanted to get it just it, it means a lot to me also i will be coming out with Dragoon this year, so stay tuned for that. Kickstarter information will be coming up. Um, I'm also putting up a website pretty soon um, where you guys can go and check out my online portfolio 
Um, but that's about it. Uh, thank you for having me on, man. This this really was a really great experience. I like this. I like this a lot. Yeah, man. Dude, you're more than welcome to come on anytime and anything. Just come on the podcast and and brag about it, talk about it, because man, I, I think it's just super cool what you're doing. I envy you. I'm living something that you know, as somebody who's you know been a fan of comic books, Marvel, DC, um, superheroes, uh, anime, and manga. Uh, it, it's just really cool to have met and, and know somebody and to appreciate and respect uh, the art and stories that you're, you're, you know, that you're telling and expressing. And I was just, uh, I was happy that I could have you on to hopefully we can get some more people out there to check it out. And uh, yeah, man, uh, thank you again for being on the podcast and uh, come on again anytime you want, dude. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to Wonder Soul. Connect with the podcast through social media. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Search Wonder Soul. If you enjoyed this episode, please share, rate, and review. You can find us on YouTube and Twitch. We appreciate your support. Wonder Soul hopes you have yourself a good day.